We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Get ready for Monday Night Football. As the Browns play the Bengals. Kickoff at 7. Hear the game on 98.7 FM, 1120 AM, and streaming on KMOX.com. Sports Open Line does continue. It's like he just scored a goal, and now he's coming to uh, coming to the microphone to talk with us. It is uh, Bally Sports Midwest. Scott Warman, I also say he's uh, KMOX Sports adjacent. You hear him occasionally here doing this or other things. Scott joins us right now. Hey, Scott, how are you? Maddie, I'm doing well. I just want to let all the great KMOX listeners know that there is a coincidence that Albert Pujols' strong start in the second half because Matt Pauly came back home. Take all the credit, Matty. I'm giving it to you, brother. It was I, fun. I like it. I, By the way, not to just keep patting myself on the back, I also take credit for the Brewers' demise. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had nothing to do with Josh Hader being traded or anything nope. like that, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I mean, David Stearns could not imagine overseeing a baseball operation for a team that doesn't have Matt Pauly hosting their postgame show. That's exactly yep. right. <laughs> All fell by the wayside, baby. <laughs> uh, let's get into this. Like, I, I'm one of these people that just early on in the season, I don't really think much of anything matters. They got off to the three. You know, they've won their first three. They've lost their last three. Admittedly, they're not. You know, it looks bad because they've been outscored 13-3 over these last three games. But I think they're a good offensive club. Is there anything to learn from these first six games with the Blues? Um, I agree with you. I think it's early. I think there's two things you can take into a, a, an account, if you will. Um, first of all, I think the goaltending has been outstanding with Jordan Bennington. And even last night with Thomas Grice, he played well, a couple of uh, rebounds, uh, not getting some help in front of him. So we've only seen two games from the new Blues backup goaltender, but I've liked what I've seen from Grice. And I think, you know, goaltending is so important to success of a hockey team and to see Jordan Bennington playing at the level that he's playing at is a positive. The other part of it, yes, you think about last year, the Blues had the highest scoring team from an organizational standpoint. And Matty, you have to go back to when Brett Hall scored 86 goals in the 90-91 season. The Blues tore it up that year. They just barely lost the President's Trophy uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks that year, bounced out in the second round. That was the highest scoring team in Blues history in 90-91. So, yes, the Blues had a ton of scoring last year. So now we're not seeing all the scoring, as you're alluding to, Matt, here in the opening stages of the season. It's a little different. 
brings up to my point, I think what was overlooked in all the success that this Blues team had last year, and let's face it, the toughest series the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche had was the second-round series against the Blues. And to me, if Jordan Bennington doesn't get hurt because I think, and I know other people that I work with that have played the game agree with me, is the fact that if Bennington does get hurt, the Blues may, may wind up beating the Avalanche in that series. But one of the players I think that kind of got overlooked because there was so much success with so many guys scoring at least 20 goals last year, Matt, is Pavel Buchnevich. And I think we're seeing this right now. Buchnevich has been out of the lineup with this uh, injury. And here's a guy that not only he brings a lot from an offensive standpoint, as they'll say, as Craig Berube, the Blues head coach, will say, he's a 200-foot player. He can play on your penalty kill as well as your power play, five-on-five. Great chemistry between him and Robert Thomas and Vladdy Tarasenko. I think you're missing that. I think the other thing, and stating the obvious is the Blues need a little bit more out of Jordan Cairo. He might be holding mm-hmm. that stick a little tight, as they say, and he's trying to develop something. And I know last night he was with uh, Tarasenko and uh, Robert Thomas, but started out, and eventually I think he will be with Ryan O'Reilly, who we all know and respect the Blues captain and one of the great centermen uh, in the National Hockey League. But you've got to develop a chemistry. And obviously it's different for Ryan O'Reilly, too, because he just, Boom, immediately he developed a great rapport, great chemistry with David Perron. Obviously, Perron's not here, so you try to pick that up with a guy like Jordan Cairo. But again, Matt, I don't think there's any reason for anybody to just jump off the bridge because the Blues have just lost three in a row. Let's not forget, it's not that too far past in history. Three years ago, the Blues had the worst record in January of 2019, and we all know what happened by the end or the middle of uh, June that year. So uh, let's just kind of tap on the brakes. Let's get Brandon Saad and Pavel Buchnevich back, and let's see how this team rolls because there is a ton of talent. But I will say this. It is a little strange, and I'm looking at the standings this morning, and I see the Blues towards the bottom of the Central Division. It's been a long, long time since I've seen that. But again, it's really early. Yeah, and they the, obviously the schedule has not helped them with how the few games. Uh, listening to Craig Berube talk after the the night that uh, Falk had the two goals, he kind of complained about uh, the defense playing too far up into the zone. There's been some complaints about the forwards not getting close enough to the net, things like that. Is that just a case of it's early and you're kind of finding your footing, or is this something that really needs to be worked on? No, I think it's one of those things that it it will evolve in time. The biggest thing the Blues wanted to do coming into the season, Matt, from a defensive perspective was they wanted to bunch things up in the middle. And so what has changed from previous years, especially last year to this year, instead of when you're defending and sometimes there might be a forward or even a defender that might be chasing a player who might be skating, let's say he goes around from the near end to the far end from behind the net, and that that defenseman or forward would chase him. That's not the case anymore. It's almost kind of like um, kind of like a zone defense, if you will, where they're trying to pack things in the middle so you don't get those high percentage shots, or as at least we call it on Bally Sports Midwest, those slot shots. 
And so that's what you're trying to stay away from. Now, there was three rebound goals, I believe, last night for Nashville. That's something that obviously Craig Ruby cannot be happy with, much less Mike Van Ryan, the Blues defensive coach. But that's something that they have really uh, instilled in this year is trying to get things where you have teams shooting more uh, on the outside, more on the perimeter, where they're more high percentage or lower percentage shots and going right into the middle of the ice where you have a higher percentage, obviously, when you get closer to the net in front of uh, Jordan Bennington. So I think that's a work in progress. The one thing that the Blues have done for a number of years, and obviously it's crazy when you think about how many guys have changed since that 2019 Stanley Cup championship team to the team now, but when you think about defense, there's, there is a there is a an attack mode. They like to get the the defenseman in on the play offensively they have no problem with the defenseman coming in pinching in when you're on the offensive end keep the puck going as long as you do what they would call a cycle and the cycle means you got the other defender back but you got to have another forward back on the blue line so you don't have any odd man breaks that's one of the critical keys especially from a forward you have to be uh, understanding of that when you're on the offensive end. You see one of those guys, defenseman, uh, defenseman come in, pinch in, try to play the puck, whatever, try to create something. you got to have one of those those forwards, and they'll call them, the technical term is called an F3, uh, come back and work the blue line so you don't have any of the odd uh, man rushes, as I just alluded to. So that's, again, it's one of those things early in the season, uh, a work in progress. But you also think of this. You think of guys like uh, Josh Levo, a guy like Tyler Pitlick. Now, granted, these guys have been in the league for a while, uh, but these guys are kind of getting thrown into the fire, so to speak, because uh, they're only on a player tryout this this uh, this training camp. They made it. They worked hard to get to this position, but this again points to the fact that you know your depth is being challenged early on because of the loss of Buchnevich and Brandon Saad. Scott Warman continuing to join us. I alluded to the schedule a moment ago, and I, I, I hate to keep coming back to this, but it took them so long to play the first game and took so long to play the second game, hard. and then they go on that three-game road trip, and then they're finally back home, but being back home is the opening of a back-to-back, the first one of those of the year. Now they finally get into this routine of not playing back-to-back, spending time at home, spending time on the road. Like, it feels like a hockey schedule now. How much of a benefit can that be? I think it is to a I, definitely. I mean, you think about the the Blues opener, which was what two weeks from tomorrow, and Columbus was playing their third game. <laughs> I mean, everybody was like scratching their head. I was talking to everyone. I'm like, well, what is up with the schedule? And nobody knew. Yeah. And then you don't even play again until that Wednesday against Seattle. So you play three games in your first eight days, and then you take Monday's game against Winnipeg. And you tie that into the second game of this three-game homestand on Monday on Halloween against the Kings, and then you have five games in eight days. It's like, whoa, mad scramble here. So, yes, I think once you, like you're talking about, Matt, start getting into a little bit of rhythm. You can practice. I've learned this for so many years covering whatever sport it is, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, you name it. You can practice so much, but game speed is a completely different animal than it, what you're doing at practice. And especially now that we're seeing somewhat of a transformation of the game of hockey, it's not as physical as it used to be. And you have just so much more speed. These, kill, these kids now playing the game are so much faster. They're so much more skilled. And you got to be on your toes. 
And if you're not playing every other night like you're pretty much used to, three games in four nights, or I'm sorry, three games in a week, yeah, you can get off your game. You can't get into a rhythm. It's just like, and you know this, Maddie, because now you've done this for a while in, in broadcasting because we can relate to this is we can be off for a couple of weeks and we don't do a sports open line or we don't do a Cardinals pre or post game show. You're going to be off a little bit, yep. you know, it's yeah. like, okay, you, you just, there's a rhythm in your head. I think I told you that years ago when you were intern and we were working at KFNS together, there's just, there's a rhythm. The same thing with basketball. I'll never forget my good friend, Bob Ramsey, the voice of the Billikens. And when I was first getting my feet wet in the business and Rammer turned to me and he said, Scotty, he goes, the exhibition games, he was talking about slew at the time. The exhibition games are more, are for more than just the coaches and the players. There are for us broadcasters too, because I've been done a college basketball game since last March. So I need to get up to speed. We need to get the engineering rolling. The people need to get rolling because they haven't been working in the arena. It's the same thing. As I swing back to, to hockey, you try to get in that rhythm. You try to get in that mode. I, I, I don't want to use it as an excuse because the Blues were three and zero in their first three games, but I think that that definitely, when you got other teams that are a little bit more on their toes, because they've had more games, they've had more reps at that game speed, definitely uh, can play a role. But I, I will say this: uh, the Blues game, I, I I was doing a football game, but I, I taped it, and I watched it. The Blues game defensively against Edmonton in Edmonton last Saturday was a thing of beauty. It was absolutely spectacularly put together by that hockey team, especially for just their third game uh, in, what, a week and a half when the season had already started. So, again, I, I'm not concerned about this hockey team at all. Sure, you need to get some more scoring going, and I think definitely it will. What, it's almost like a domino effect. Once one finally falls in for Cairo, we know Ryan O'Reilly finally got a goal. Uh, the other night as well. Once that gets rolling, I think uh, you'll see this team really start to roll. I don't want to get you out of here without uh, just a quick moment about the Missouri Valley Football Conference, especially the local teams. Missouri State had, had a good start. They really a lot of anticipation about their season, but now they've lost a, a good number of games in a row. While Southern Illinois, maybe a little bit of a surprise how good they've been. Uh, I've only lost once in conference play. That's against South Dakota. So uh, those two teams, I know obviously a lot of local people are interested in them. Absolutely. In fact, I did Missouri State uh, about a month ago, and they lost to South Dakota State, who's the now the number one team in the country, as they knocked off North Dakota State a couple of weeks ago. And for those that don't know the Missouri Valley Football Conference, they're not they're basically a Division One AA. They're the FCS, not the FBS. But again, I, I work for them, but it is tr- it's truly the SEC of the F- FCS. Uh, last year, there's 24 teams. There's an actual tournament. How about that mm-hmm. uh, for FCS? And out of the 24 teams around the country, six of them came out of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. The year before that, we had five teams, and I know Indiana State kind of felt snubbed. I go back to 2019, not 2020, obviously. But this year, uh, the situation where Southern Illinois has been terrific. Uh, they've been in the top 25, a little bit of a surprise, to be honest with you, Matt, uh, with the loss to South Dakota. They got a big matchup uh, down at uh, S- uh, Saluki Stadium tomorrow as they'll take on a Northern Iowa team. Uh, but Southern's still in the top 25. Missouri State is one that puzzles me. They have so much talent. They're ranked in the top 10 to begin the season, and they almost, almost beat Arkansas. If it wasn't for a huge fourth-quarter run by the Razorbacks in Fayetteville, Fayetteville, Missouri State 
more than likely wins that football game. They barely lose it. They get a touchdown late in the game, they meaning the Razorbacks. The following week, South Dakota State came in, and they were impressive. And they were beat up as a team. And I even told some of the people in the Valley, I said, look, I think as good as North Dakota State is, and I get to see them next week in Western Illinois, I think South Dakota State's better than North Dakota State. Sure enough, they won that matchup in the Dakota Marker game a couple of weeks ago. And I, I would not be surprised if you – could potentially could see something that we saw back in 2014 in the national championship game when North Dakota State faced off against Illinois State for the national championship, two teams from the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I would not be surprised if you see South Dakota State, North Dakota State round two in the championship mm-hmm. game of the FCS. That's how good those football teams are. And I think we'll still get four or five teams into the tournament because it is really a very deep uh, league. There's no question. He is Scott Warman, studio host on Valley Sports Midwest, voice of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. You hear him here a lot as well. Scott, thanks so much for your time. We'll have you on again real soon. All right, sounds good, buddy. Have a good one. All right, you too. There's Scott Warman uh, joining us here on the program. We'll take a break. Uh, We'll hear Adam Wainwright's comments that he made right here on KMOX earlier today. We'll do that next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.